early takeaways. Recording is in progress. Thank you all for uh, showing up and listening on the replay. Um, so a few things. Number one, there's a workshop on sales pages. November 13, I sent an email about it. So it should be in your inbox with uh, the one and only Liz Wilcox, copywriter and email marketer extraordinaire. So uh, I also sent out a link where you can add that to your calendar. Other news for OI, I'm going to be changing the pricing. That's right. It's only taken me a year of talking to like 15 different individuals trying to figure out exactly what online impact is, what it should cost, what value it gives and other things. And uh, man, just the past week or two, I've kind of taken a screw it approach to doing what I want to do. And online impact pricing is going to change and change fairly significantly. Good news is it's not going up for anybody who's already in online impact. In fact, it's going down. It's becoming more affordable for all of you. Yay. Congratulations. And more expensive for <laughs> anybody new who might come in. Um, well, actually, no, not in the long run. Cheaper in the long run, more expensive again. Anyways, more details on that later. Okay. So the uh, only other thing I want to talk about in this recording is my own niche site and niche YouTube channel. So I, I sent a poll. Maybe some of you saw it the other day. I'm going to document my journey working on a side blog, a side project over the next 12 months ish. I figure it'll take at least that long to get to any decent monetization status. Hopefully I can, you know, grow it in the next three to six months, but I really want to document it along the way. And I'll do maybe some of it publicly on like a YouTube channel. I actually thought it'd be really helpful for other people. And if I'm being honest, I think it'll help me figure out what I'm doing and figure out how to teach it if I document my own journey. So I launched a YouTube channel, not do you blog. I launched my niche YouTube channel about two weeks ago. Uh, and it's been going really well. I'll share some minor results in a second. And I've been working on the website for about two or three weeks. It doesn't have anything published yet, uh, or actually it does, which is like a, uh, a, a test I was doing with the Jarvis AI. It's terrible. It's not actually a post written by me, but um, I've spent a lot of time doing niche analysis, trying to qualify the niche I have selected and make sure it's going to be viable, make sure I have um, enough traffic that will even make it worthwhile, make sure that I'll be able to monetize effectively with affiliates specifically, um, and so on and so forth, and doing competitive research. I've been organizing keywords to target. I've been organizing keyword clusters uh, for about the past week. That's pretty much all I've been doing, actually, for about the past week. And it's been it's been hard, but also really fun, really invigorating, again, to actually jump back on the SEO train and look into Ahrefs. I paid for Ahrefs for the first time in like a long time. Um, literally today, actually, my trial was up. And it's been fun. So a few takeaways so far just to document this for everybody. I found the following strategy very helpful. So I've been, I've used HRS before and I've gone in and pulled in competing domains, my competitors, right? Plug in their URLs. You can do this in a bunch of different tools. I've always just used HRS and kind of see what keywords they're ranking for and also see their top pages, right? HRS, that's a, that's a separate report. It shows their top pages by traffic specifically search traffic. And then you can drill down and look at the keywords 
their ranking for. So what I've done in the past is pull these reports, whether it's HREFs or anywhere else, literally just export them into a spreadsheet and then do some filtering, look at the, you know, the keyword difficulty matching with the volume. And I always hated that process. I've never enjoyed that process of keyword research. And I always just found myself wanting to write about other things or not being interested in this or whatever. But the past week, I've taken a slightly different approach um, based on two things. One, I purchased a course from the Authority Hacker guys. It's actually really great. So far, I'm enjoying that. And I'm, I'm trying to do what they teach as well as some of my own uh, methods, which is a little bit different. So here it goes. There's like four steps, roughly. Number one would be to... By the way, this is not only keyword research, but also analyzing niches. And if you're not going to start a niche site, you can still do this with whatever you're working on now, 100%. Um, step number one, find competing domains. And you can do this in a number of ways. You can go to Google and just type in dog blogs. Uh, by the way, I'm just going to spoil it for everybody. It's on mechanical keyboards. It's a hobby of mine. It's something I'm passionate about. It's something people spend a ridiculous amount of money on. And... I think I can do really well in the niche. So it's mechanical keyboards. That's my niche. So mechanical keyboard blogs, mechanical keyboard brands, and just do some Googling and make a list of competing domains. That's number one. I have 50. I have maybe four or five that are like direct competitor. I use the word competitors loosely here, but specifically talk only about my niche. There's maybe like five. Um, but then there are two other categories I've found for me, and that is the broader niche, which in my case would be like gamers or like gaming gear, um, all that, all that different stuff. And then companies, a lot of companies in your niche also have blogs and content or they rank for something. And so for me, across all three of those things, it's like 50. That's step one. Step number two would be to use HRFs or SEMrush or whatever and plug them in and look at their top ranking pages and their top ranking keywords. Pull that up, like have that data in front of your face, and then move on to step three, which is ask yourself the question: Is this a money keyword? That's that's a phrase that's used a lot. Basically, if I'm going to rank for this keyword, is it actually going to do anything for me, um, or is it going to be like links? Is this like a very specific thing that I know I can just get like a bunch of traffic or links or money? And at the moment, for me personally, starting a niche site. I'm looking for the money keywords almost exclusively. Like I'm, I'm looking for, I use the filter word best, like best X, Y, Z. That's a good filter to use or versus VS. Uh, that's the one that the heart authority hacker guys recommend. I've really liked that. Um, but there's some like how to post. I'm not interested in right now. Like that's not going to make me that much money. Most of them aren't. And so no spreadsheets, no exporting keywords, just literally looking at my competitors, pulling them up in Ahrefs, and analyzing each like top page and or keyword literally one by one, just manually. And I would have like stopped at that a week ago, but since I've been doing it, I found it really awesome and helpful. Um, if for no other reason than the fact that this entire process of coming up with topics, keywords, keyword clusters, like subcategories for your site or whatever, it's cyclical in nature, meaning... I will pull up a couple of sites. I'll look at keywords and I'll start analyzing search results, which spoiler alert is actually step number three, four. What step are we on? I don't remember. That's the next step, analyzing search results. Search. But in doing so, I'll discover more websites and I'll plug them in and I'll discover more keywords and it's back and forth. And it's like a cyclical thing. 
it's not a very specific step-by-step process. It's kind of like a big jumbled mess, but it's good. It feels good that way. Number one, grab competing sites. Number two, plug them in and look at their top keywords or top pages. Number three, go through there and ask the question, is this going to make me money if I do rank for it? And number four, if it does, if it passes that test, analyze the search, the top 10 search results in Google. And by the way, you can do this for free right now. If you have keywords, otherwise, you can grab like the, um, there's several Chrome extensions that do this. You can literally Google something and it'll tell you kind of like the, the domain rankings, domain authorities, like different brands call it different things. I think the HREF's toolbar is free. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong on that. If not, you can use Glenn Alsop's uh, detailed Chrome extension. It does sort of the same thing. Um, and what I'm looking for, for these keywords, I'll open up search results and I'm looking for low DR sites. Do they exist in the search results? Meaning, are they all like the New York Times? That's like a DR90 or something, right? Or are they all hum- humongous, massive sites? Is it super competitive? How many DR sites less than like 30, less than like 10 or 15? And for me, I will find like, oh, there's a couple of big sites that are writing about mechanical keyboards, but there's also like DR7, DR5, like little bitty small sites that are in the top 10 results. And I'll quickly check their backlinks and also just check their traffic. And Ahrefs, it's super easy because all this is on one report. I will literally see how much search traffic this blog post is getting. And if it's like two or three a month, obviously this is like too small to even bother with. But a lot of these keywords fall into this sweet spot where there are low DR sites ranking in the top 10. Two, they're getting traffic. It's not like thousands a month, but it's hundreds a month. And added up, these could be like really quick and easy things to rank for. And by the way, they have like no backlinks in my case. Like I, I would eventually find these keywords that are going to make me money if I rank. The search results are filled, not filled, but they contain really low DR sites. It's a good opportunity. Their backlink profile, they're getting traffic. And then their backlink profile is like nothing. And so me, of course, I'm, I'm like over here salivating. I'm like, oh my God, yes, this is awesome. And this is how I feel like keyword research should be done. Um, less based on arbitrary metrics like keyword difficulty, honestly, and more on who is actually ranking and how many links do they have and how much traffic are they getting? And you could use a bunch of different tools to do that. Of course, Ahrefs, I think, is the best. But that's all I've been doing. I have no results to show. Um, but I spent the past like three days straight doing keyword research and competitor research. And uh, man, that's I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say it's the easiest I've ever gone through that process. But it's definitely the most comprehensive and fruitful I've ever done keyword research. So that's all I got. Um, I'm going to be documenting this in Loom videos going forward. And uh, I'll post them in Slack and I'll also upload them to, I'm going to create like a Podia course, quote unquote, at courses.duemblog.com. You you guys can go look at that anytime if you want to follow along. I'm not going to do it on a schedule. Just really whenever I do something, I'll probably just make a quick Loom video to highlight it and talk about it. And I'll upload Podia. And that's all I got. Uh, All right, I'm going to stop recording now if I can figure out how to do so on my mobile phone. If you have any questions, email me as always. Slack me as always. Thanks be. Thanks be to God. I'm in a church right now. Thanks be to those who also showed up on the call live. And I'll see you uh, 
See you in Slack. Adios. And by adios, I mean, I got to figure out how to stop recording. <laughs>